Alright, welcome back to Season 2 of When Books Collide. My name and your host, Matthew Tromini. Today we're sitting down with Daniel Segura. Hey guys, how are you guys doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> Thanks for asking. So, Daniel, what is this book that you have brought upon us today? So, my book is a very interesting one that a lot of people may or may not have never heard of, and it's called Freakonomics, and it's by Stephen J. Dubner and Stephen Levitt. Alright, what kind of like, what's the, uh, what's the premise, what's like the, the genre? Um, so, the genre is a non-fiction, and like the premise of the story is based on looking at real-life situations, hypothetically, and then looking at, like, the statistical value of it and actually seeing what the true facts behind it are because sometimes certain events happen and a lot of people think it's because of a certain demographic or a certain statistic that it happens for, and it's actually based on a different statistic that it's caused. All right. Uh, how long is, how long is uh, the book? Uh, the book is 393 pages, but they're pretty big font, and they're, like, pretty concise. I'd say it's a pretty nice read. What was, like, uh, how did you, like, come upon the book? Oh, so this book came from one of our peers in the senior class. His name is Riley. And he recommended it to me for um, just, like, an insightful book to know certain things about college, to kind of prepare myself, to have, like, an open mindset, okay, to kind so, of observe more. So, so you, like, what it sounds like is that... Like a self help, but it's also not a self help at the same time. Yeah. So it's, there's something to pull away from the book. Of course, yeah. What is um? What point of view is this bring from? So this book, um, it's. It, the book is written in the perspective of the author, so the authors are kind of just telling, talking to the audience itself, so they're using a lot of yous and yours, so it's um, in second person, but a lot of their situations and the way that they explain things are in third person for the most part. So you're like presenting the, uh, the different scenarios and the different facts yeah. that we've collected over the years. Yeah, but they also address you as like the audience itself okay. at the same time. Well, the, what would you say the vocabulary like, difficulty is it for children or is it for adults or? I'd say it's definitely for like the sixth grader and above okay. the difficulty isn't really that hard it's more so about being able to understand the ideas in retrospect yeah so that's like the main difficulty and more grasping of the ideas rather than the vocabulary um how is your like what's your overall view of the book um for myself i'd say there are a lot of controversial topics that they discuss yeah and it could be very alarming for some people because they could view this book as either very helpful and very insightful or it could potentially be a very harmful very like uh, attacking their morals yeah what's a give us a quote that like that you found was super interesting so personally for me i'd say a quote from page 144 says in states with high abortion rates, the entire decline in crime was amongst the post-row cohort as opposed to older criminals. And this quote, in context of the book and in context of the chapter it was in, is mainly stating that 
the Roe v. Wade um, court case that happened in the 20th century, that was somewhat of like the turning point of abortion. And in low-income communities, a lot of those children that are born in low-income communities have a very high chance of becoming criminals. But since a lot of those women don't necessarily want their children, and since abortion is now legal, a lot of those children never come to see the day of light because they've been they've been um, aborted entirely. So it really makes you think about how crime, in a sense, isn't exactly based on how long. Yeah, it's no, it's not necessarily based on how they're like. Actually, it's based. It's not based on how they're raised. It's based on their environment. Okay. Their environment has the biggest influence and the biggest influx of their entire like entire life, entire career. Because studies have shown that nature versus nurture is definitely more nature than it is nurture. Because as you may have experienced as a little kid, your parents reading you like fairy tales at night, reading you books, and they're like babying you. Nurture, sure, that's fine, but it's not gonna shape who you are. That doesn't affect who you're going to be. It's about the environment that you're in. And that's kind of how the quote ties into being a criminal and how the environment of a low-income community shows that there's a higher chance of you being a criminal. Um, so this specific chapter is mainly discussing uh, black communities because a lot of people view black communities as like potentially like the lowest incomes in America and so this book wants to bring to light that these facts are true and they do apply to the black community but it's not only black communities it's every single ethnicity and race that this could happen to um, what would you say if say the authors right here both of them it's two authors right? yeah so say one of them or both of them are right here what's like what's, what's something you tell them as uh, advice for like, their next book Advice for their next book. Yeah. Or about this book, any. I mean, if you were going to talk about a next book, this book is relatively old. It has a couple years on it. Yeah. But I'd say to make a to make like a volume two of this book because it's really really enticing. It's a not a very lengthy book. It's a very easy book to read. But it it kind of just makes you think about what your parents tell you and what the news is what the news tells you and what's actually happening according to the statistics because a lot of people just look at mainstream media and they really don't like strive to go deeper into those credible sources that are around the internet. Yeah, well, I don't know. What I find like interesting is that behind the majority of these big studies is that people aren't, as you said, looking into the like where they get the statistics and such. Yeah. What is a what's the narrator's tone while writing this? So for the most part, he wants to address an issue, and that issue is not saying the true value and the true meaning behind certain events and certain um, actions that happen in our society. So he tr- approaches it with a more formal tone, and he really wants to convey the image 
but when he's addressing those hypothetical situations and he's creating those situations, he doesn't necessarily make it funny, but rather more, he makes it dry because he wants you to know and understand the point that he's trying to make. So he's not going to sugarcoat anything, he's not going to make anything sweet, he's not, he's just going to get to the point gonna explain to you this is what happens this is what actually happens and yeah, that's when I go to find the book I think it's good for um, to read a very you know it's not rude, but it's not it's not like to read a very dry book so you yeah. get a different message than what you're reading behind all the the fiction books and these fairy tales that yeah raised with a lot of the book really strives to make the reader understand what they want to understand because it's not a book that you read to enjoy the information that it has like a game of thrones but you, you read that just for the thrill and the joy of like knowing what's coming next this book is a book that you choose to read because you want to know what's happening you want to know what's actually happening around you the people around you, you want to know the reason why they're doing something the likelihood of what they're doing the likelihood of why they're doing it it's a more of a strive for wanting information rather than just reading it just to read it and uh, you said overall you uh have you what's your overall opinion on the book like recommend like say should i read this book um, you should definitely read this book, but if we were to address a demographic, I'd say anywhere between a high schooler and a college student, because that's when you're most susceptible to information and you're more likely to pick up things. So even though it's something you're going to pick up on your own, it's definitely something you should devote time to, because even though you may not agree with certain things that are said in this book, it makes you want to analyze more, it makes you want to try and understand more, because you may not Dig believe. Dig for the deeper meaning behind every sentence and every word that's put in the, in the pages. Yeah, exactly. Because you may not believe like a news station, you may not believe an anchor, you may not believe certain things, but you can definitely assess them and under try to understand them according to certain criteria that you can learn in this book. Alright, I think that wraps up this interview. Thank you, Daniel, for uh, talking about your book with us. And uh, yeah. Alright, thank you. See Alright, hey guys. Welcome back to When Books Collide, Season 2, Episode 2. Uh, I'm your host, Daniel Segura, and here today we have our special guest, Matthew Strominger. Welcome, Matt. Thank you, Danny. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> awesome, man. So today we came to talk about your book, a set instead of my book. So let's see, what do you got in store today? So the book that I got is called The Spy Who Came In From the Cold. The author is Jean Lacar, and it's 225 pages. So... 225 pages is is this a mystery book on fiction fiction uh it's a mystery slash thriller mystery slash thriller okay do you know around what time this book takes place so we kind of know what to expect so it takes place after world war ii so so the cold war mm-hmm. and that's where it comes in the spy who came in from the cold cold war oh okay i can yeah. see so it's kind of like foreshadowing something yes. for the future okay awesome so what would you like 
what would you say the premise of this book is? Like, what's the main gist of what we're trying to understand? So this ex-agent, well, at the time, he's an agent that's working for uh, the British Secret Service. Okay. And he does a deed, which I cannot say, because it would, it'd, you know, it'd give away the plot. All right. So, <laughs> and then he gets, he gets demoted back to a death job, and it, it, like, tears him apart because it's sort of like a mental thing. He's like, he doesn't want to be sitting there with this boring job. Yeah. So he's kind of one of those people that likes to be proactive and not just yeah, exactly. live, like, sedentary lives and just not do anything with themselves. He wants to be, like, in the action. Yeah, and then after he quits his job, um, he goes and he starts working with the enemy that the British uh, is against. So he starts talking, he starts and talks with um, the Soviet Union. Okay, yeah. And I can't give more away. Or, or, uh, or else this book would just not be... Yeah, yeah, or else there's no point the author, or author, author oh, reader reading the book. So there's just no point of like it being a thriller then. Like that's yeah. that's just the thriller you're waiting for. Exactly. So what else would you say is like a major detail we should know before we dive deep into this book? Like interesting details that you thought. Um, I would say the thing that I would look for in the book is you have to you have to wait for the, the thrill. Wait for the thrill. The thrill, the mystery. The mystery, okay. So you have to be patient with the book before the book gives back to you. Oh, okay. So even though it's like a short read, it's still a very long journey that the book takes you that's on. A, yeah, exactly. And that's pretty awesome. I like books like that. So before we dive in, how exactly did you come upon this book so we know what background you have so of it? My previous book, which I read, which was The uh, Murder on Links, uh, that was a great book also. I like, I like mystery books from my grandmother reading them when I was younger. So I grew up with mystery books, so that's what I set out to do. I looked for a mystery book that had an interesting title, and I read the, the author description on the back of the book, and I'm like, this seems like it's going to be a really good book. And that's exactly what it was. It was a great book. It's pretty awesome, just plain and simple. It's like, hey, this looks pretty cool. Let's dive into it. Let's see what we can find in Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Alright, so what exactly are we going to, what view are exactly are we going to look at this book from? Are we going to look at the author narrating this? Are we going to look at the main character's point of view? So it, it jumps back and forth from a first person to a third person. Mm -hmm. So it's primarily first person you're experiencing going through his eyes. And then it's um, also... His eyes being the main character? Or the his eyes being, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the third person being him also, but he's commentating over it and giving details that uh, you don't know at the time, or the okay. person in present doesn't know at the time. Okay. So kind of like a type of movie feel to the book. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, let's see. So what exactly would you say is the best part about this book? What makes you want to continue to read more and more about this book? It's, as I said earlier, it's the, the chase that you get for the conclusion of the book. Yeah. So you reading the more and more chapters after chapters, eventually you're just, you're like, when, where is it? And then it gets you. And then it gets like, you. Yeah. So just reading 
the book and waiting for the thrill overall is, I think, one of the main parts why I like the book. It's pretty awesome, okay. Um, would you say this book was easy for you to read? Was it difficult? How was the vocabulary like in general? In my opinion, you have to know, like, you don't have to know a ton about the Cold War, but in my opinion, I think you should know at least a little bit of what what happens throughout the entire uh, the history of the Cold War, just so you know what they're talking about, who they're talking about, and uh, how it'll end up, end up playing them in the end. So would you say the verbiage of the book is geared towards more things that happen in the Cold War, so like certain terminology that's used for the Cold War is what you need to brief yourself on beforehand? Yeah, I would just keep a, keep a record on how what happened and what occurred during this time. Yeah, because you might come across certain words, such yeah. things. It'll okay. take you a second to stop, Google it, and yeah. ruin your entire movie. So, since like you kind of need to understand a little bit more about the book before you start it, would you say... Um, like, what would you exactly say about the book in the sense of its tone? And the tone? Like how it feels. It's, it's more... It's not, it's not dry, but it's not, like, super the plot thickens. So no. I feel that yeah. it, it has a good balance between the two. It has the serious, uh, serious moments and the moments that are... Yeah, serious is the yeah. only word I can think of. So like kind of serious, a little tense. Yeah. You're kind of just like left in an uncomfortable that, uh, spot. It creates the thrill that you're looking for. Yeah. Is it like ever like uncomfortable? Like what's this character doing? Like what's happening? Like I don't get it. There are some parts where I was, I had to think back to the Cold War and like, I'm like, oh, that's exactly what happened and that's why the events played out like it did. Could, would, could you find a quote that you could potentially tie into that or anything that you really liked about the book itself? Um, yeah, I have a quote. Let me find it real quick. Like anything that really resonates with you, like just tells you something that you want to like search for, anything you can use in real life or in the book. So this is a quote from um, one of the, the side characters and this is what it reads. As he reached the door, he looked back and said, we're all the same, you know, that's the joke. So I think this ties into more of the, the plot of him turning over to the, to the bad guys. Yeah. And becoming an intel, intel for the, the Soviet army. So how exactly would like he be the same as like anybody else? Like, what do you think that could mean? I think it means that we all have those, the, the different side to us that no one like knows about. Mm -hmm. So he has this side of, oh, I'm working for the enemy. And yeah. I know that if the, um, the British sees me, find me, like they catch me, I'm dead. Like yeah. there, there's no coming back from uh, where he has gone in the book. Yeah. <laughs> you good, man? I had to sneeze. Okay. All good. So, you've really briefed me a lot about the context of the book, so it makes me kind of want to assume, so I'm pretty sure you liked this book, didn't you? Yeah, I liked it overall. I feel that it has good plot and it has a, a good thrill for only being 230 pages. 
230 pages there. It, 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 yeah, it sounds short, but the more you read it, the longer it feels. And who doesn't like that from a short book? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so, clearly you're a high schooler, but who else do you think could benefit from this book or would want to read this book? I think, of course, high schoolers, because we're always, we're learning about world history and, uh, and the wars that have happened yeah. here in the U.S. and happened all over the world. But I think maybe uh, college students, like all college students, older or younger, that if they understand what's what happened in the war and they have the the deeper knowledge than as high schoolers do, that they'll enjoy the book and they'll see the deeper meanings that uh, lie in it. And like the different perspectives they yes. can find in everything. Yeah. Pretty cool. So hypothetically speaking, if this author was like right here next to us um what would you want to say? I would to him? say that the author should add a little bit more character detail. Character detail, like physical physical detail or like actions that they do. More of a, their their own mindset. Like I oh, want to okay. see the from like the main character. I want to see like the side character's perspective and the other side character. Or so all the suffering, all the struggle that that goes on within the other. Yeah, so like, not a, self, a character themselves can't necessarily self-observe their own pain yeah. at times. So you want to like be able to experience that with the character, so that way the thrill just becomes so much better. Exactly, it's pretty awesome. All right, so I think we're out of time, Matthew. Thank you so much for sharing our book and thank you for uh, for allowing me to come on your podcast today. All right, have a good day. You too.